Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's that special time again through your headphones, through your speakers. Across the airwaves, are we, I guess we are coming across the airwaves. Bluetooth counts as airwaves. It's time for guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio with my partners in crime, Art Shirley and Jay Reed. I, I always want to know which one of them are going to go first. We work it out in advance. We've do, got a schedule that we send out. Do you? And yeah. it's alphabetical. Uh-huh. Is it? I guess <laughs> it is. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Reed and Art Shirley. By first or last? First or, name. Yeah. I don't know. Name. My middle name is actually Art. So James is oh. my first name. So I still go oh, first. Oh, so it's a tie. <laughs> yeah. It's a tie. Uh-huh. No, it's not a tie. He's still first. He's still first if you go to the third letter. That's true. That's right. Yeah. That's how That's we how take it to the third letter. <laughs> yeah. These go to the third letter. Okay. <laughs> wow. How are you guys doing today? All right. Oh, it's kind of a foggy Monday. Yeah. It is foggy. It's Monday the 13th, too. Is it is, Monday the 13th? Which is always worse than Friday the 13th. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Wow. Did you guys see the Morbius trailer that dropped today? No. Monday the 13th. So we'll... Uh, that'll, Who's playing Morbius? Uh, Jared Le- Leto. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Joker plays Morbius. Right. Yeah. So... Um, it's interesting how, and I guess we'll jump into some Geeks of the Week. So the Morbius trailer is my Geek of the Week. Um, it's kind of interesting how they how Sony dropped that. So that's a, Morbius is traditionally a Spider-Man villain in the Pantheon. Wow, what was that? Oh, me. that was me. It was my phone. <laughs> I was listening to the sound of my own voice, and I didn't even know what was going on. And uh, so the trailer trailer pops up from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. And Venom. <laughs> and so it gets into the, the whole Morbius, a little bit of the backstory. He, yeah. He has a genetic disease, some sort of blood disease. So he ends up hanging out with some bats and becomes a supervillain. So that's yeah. the movie. Yeah. So you don't need to go see it now. So yeah, hey, we're done. It, it's interesting. He becomes a vampire type of character, he does. right? He yeah. does. Uh, and there is a cameo from Spider-Man. There's several Spider-Man cameos. In really? It. Okay. So Tom Holland's going to play him? Or Neil Hammond, <laughs> Neil Hammond. <laughs> the guy from the TV show. Oh no, no. So, uh, do you want to know? Right you guys haven't seen the trailer, so um, but I'll spoil it for you. Okay, thanks. Michael Keaton shows up at the very end of the trailer as so, the Vulture. We're assuming he's the Vulture. He's like, uh, you tired? Or is he of- Batman? Yeah, yeah, really. You know, or is he Birdman? Uh, he could be. Anybody. Oh yeah. And then he says, "What's your mom?" And he says, "What's up, Doc?" And then we're like. Did he just tie in the Bugs Bunny cinematic universe into uh, the Marvel cinematic universe, the Sony branch? Of that's it? Warner Brothers, though. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It is Warner Brothers. Uh, so, maybe there's, maybe, I don't know. So, Martian, uh, Marvin the Martian is Galacticus. Ah. Uh, oh, that would be great. Uh, so, anyway, interesting. So, they're, they're, they got some call-outs. There's a Spider-Man poster that says Murderer over him in the in the trailer as well is it a uh, teaser trailer or is it a full trailer it's a 210 so okay. not too bad then not, yeah. i mean it's more like a full trailer yeah so it gives a little bit of a backstory Jared so Leto morbius, was, yeah I'm, I'm giving the glazed look i'm just going ahead and say oh I, morbius hey, is we're, we're going to bring jay back into the conversation <laughs> now uh morbius is a spider-man villain okay i saw something i was looking around on den of geeks or something the other day and i saw the 
the yeah. name, but I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah. yeah, so he's a guy with a blood disease, ends up getting bit by a supernatural vampire bat. Were you thing. not paying attention to Robbie's description earlier? I got that part. I, got, yeah. I just didn't <laughs> know so, where he fit in the universe. So he becomes a supervillain. He's part yeah. of the... Is, is he part of the Sinister Six? He's still singing cat songs in his head. Yeah, Jay went to go <laughs> yeah. see cats. We, I, I was hoping true that's uh-huh. actually true i was really hoping we wouldn't bring that up but that's yeah. his geek of the week we're segueing into jay's yeah, geek of the week so now. morbius yeah. jared lido lido lido, lido. Uh-huh. so he goes from 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 joker, joker and suicide squad so i guess if the dc universe can get james gunn the marvel universe yeah. can get jared and christian lido. bale's talking to folks about being in the next um thor movie yeah yeah, yeah. how crazy is that yeah. maybe yeah. play yeah. beta ray bill yeah bring the cow you yeah. know so anyway there's there's that and, and rebuild yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love the lego masters uh uh commercial yes our build masters not lego uh-huh. masters build masters and will arnett's like i'm here because i'm batman yeah it's like, that's all that man lego it's called lego masters it is it lego yeah. masters i thought yeah. it was build Masters. i saw that last night i wrote it down yeah, of course you did. discuss yeah what's your geek there well my geek is a follow-up because i know that a few episodes back i was excited to see that Cats was coming to the big screen. And despite the mocking I got and despite the uh, (laughs) bad reviews that it got, I went to see it yesterday and I thought it was quite enjoyable. Did you go by yourself? I did not. I took my wife and my daughter and they both also enjoyed it. Good deal. So why were you punishing them? They wanted to see it as well. well. They wanted to see it as well. They're not as into it. I have to say though, my... To me, Obsession. it would have been, well, almost. Really? Uh, okay. I mean, because I saw the musical back, gosh, in the early, late 80s. Uh-huh. I saw the musical in Chicago. I bought the soundtrack. So I've got the original soundtrack and listened to it over and over and over and know the music. I actually bought the book, the old, the T.S. Eliot book mm-hmm. that yeah. it's based on, which is, I believe, called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. That's right. So I've read the book. And so, you know, for me not to see the movie would have been. Oh, yeah. A tragedy. Well, you know, we were talking about this weekend. Uh, I mentioned that, that you had gone to see it and, uh, you know, it's almost to the point now where you want to see it just because you want to see if it's as bad as people say it is. So I'm not sure what the bad was. I mean, there was some CGI, like there's a scene where some, some mice are singing and they've got human faces like, you know, just like the cats. James Corden as a cat is enough. And he was probably the star. Uh, He was one of the best characters in the movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He did great. And, and it was you know, you have to accept it for what it is. It's not a remake. It's an know, interpretation. It's not. Yeah, it's not a step by step following of the musical. The the music is the same. There might be some extra stuff. There was a song or two I didn't recognize, but overall, the Taylor Swift drop in. Yeah, they added <laughs> added a Taylor Swift song, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. so. Yeah. and she was one that when she was talking, I guess there was a cat movement specialist in the credits. So, and you can see there's a that, great gig. I know. It was, and they did though. The the movement was very slinky, like a cat does. I was taking a drink when he said that. It was <laughs> yeah, all otherwise. I could do. <laughs> it was all I could do not to of water. Yeah, yeah. So. But you know, but the CGI on the mice, like the faces, kind of looked like they were moving around more than they should have, and so that, there might have been a little bit of that stuff. But I still enjoyed it. I was telling Art earlier, there's stuff that you can do with the special effects that obviously you couldn't do on a stage, and so they did that. They played with that. They you know, maybe played with the story a little bit, but like Ian McKellen was on that. Mm-hmm. He did great. Judy Dench, of course, you know, she did. He uh, tell these dogs, you cannot 
pass. <laughs> no, he was much more mild. Was he? On this. Was he, he was very mild, but it was a great character. Spe- speaking of Ian McKellen, I'm going to interrupt here. Have you seen that he has dropped his diary uh, from um, production of Fellowship of the Ring? Oh, no. He, 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 he kept a journal. Uh, 20 years ago, I think maybe Saturday as we're recording this, was the first day of filming for Lord of the Rings. Wow, Fellowship really? of the Ring. That's hard 20 years ago? 20 years ago. And uh, so he kept a diary. And, he, and he's like, well, you know, I guess now it would be called a blog, you know. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so he's released. I have not read it yet. So I'd love to go back and see, you know, what he says about all these people, you know, and just to follow him as he's trying to get into the character and whatnot. So I'm sorry. Didn't well, mean- no, I was just going to say that the some of the actors, I would say, reinvented their character a little bit. So some of the music was sung in a different, t- um, you know, key or whatever. Took a little bit different rhythm with the music, but overall, I very much enjoyed it. I'm glad I went. Was that Andrew Lloyd Webber's first big Broadway? Hit? Was that before? I, that was before Phantom, right? Yeah, and that's he did it that was, too. He did, he did yeah. and then there was a yeah, he did that, and he was an executive producer on this. So there was one that had involved skating, but I can't remember Starlight. Was, yeah, something was yeah, that Starlight before Starlight Express. Express? Was that yeah. before Cats or after? I think that was after Cats. I think Cats was his first big thing that yeah. I ever knew about. I think if he had done Starlight Express beforehand, <laughs> he probably never would have heard of Andrew Weber from what I've heard about that music. And I wonder too if some of the bad ratings are people who went to see Cats just because of the novelty of it, but didn't have any of the background. Because if you didn't know the music and didn't kind of halfway know the story, it it's kind of disjointed and, and strange, to be well, honest. I know when, when Les Mis came out with Hugh Jackson, a lot of people you know did not like the movie because it was not the play. And as we were discussing before we started, you know it's a different animal. You're not just putting cameras up to capture what's on stage, as some people do. I see right. what you did there. I didn't even realize I did different it. Different animal. Yeah, I saw that like, I was, oh, oh, I said, yeah, okay. He made it but, funny. Uh, anyway, you know, they... They change things up because they can, and they change things up because in order to make a compelling movie, they right. have to. So, right. And in yeah. that one, too, the my mind's going blank. The guy that played Javert mm-hmm. um, couldn't sing, really. Yeah, but I liked his Is I that, liked his version of that's uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, uh, yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh, you know, people hated his version. Are you Javert. not entertained? <laughs> but I liked it because I, it's the first time I really felt uh, the connection when he's singing Stars, mm-hmm. uh, just because he did... I don't know, because it was such a non-polished professional thing you really paid attention to. I did anyway. Uh-huh. I paid attention to the lyrics more so. You know, the only musical I've ever seen is Phantom. Yeah. At the Orpheum in Memphis. That is the only thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That's well, the first one I saw. a good one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Really want to see mm-hmm. Hamilton with the original cast. But, okay. uh, All right. My Geek of the Week is 1917. Oh, we're done. Are we done? Oh, we're done. We're going to be oh, done. I mean, done. are we, we going to do a Cats episode? If we're going to do Cats, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. We can come no, back that's to pretty it. much all Let's I go from say. Cats to World War One. World War One, uh, And we were apparently at the theater at the same time. Were we? Yeah, because I was there at 420 and you said okay. you went to 430. Um uh, but it was a great movie. It's just a phenomenal movie. The storytelling's great. Uh, the uh, the acting and the direction and stuff. But what the reason I'm bringing it up as a geek of the week is because, uh, and I'm sure both of y'all know this, but uh, it, it's a single tracking shot, or actually two tracking shots. There's one obvious edit halfway through the movie, but other than that, it's all one supposed to be one shot. Now, of course, there are you know you're watching it and you're saying, okay, this they could have made an edit here. They could have, with with the digital technology, they can make edits that don't seem like edits that seem seamless but it's just an incredible technological uh achievement to do that because it works so well now becky didn't realize it and i told her right before the movie started and then 
a couple of minutes in, I said, I probably shouldn't have told you because we both became so obsessed with kind of following yeah. that tracking shot uh, that it took us out of the movie for a minute. I don't think a friend of ours didn't know and, and never was taken out of it. And then the movie is so good that you, you forget about it after a so, while. So the director of photography, there, there's a lot of uh, articles that have dropped in the last six to eight weeks about that single tracking yeah. shot. The director of photography is Roger Deakins. Yeah, okay. Uh, who did Shawshank, Blade Runner, uh, a bazillion the original things. Blade Runner? The, or bo- okay. Both. Both, yeah, both. okay. Uh, Skyfall. I mean, True well, he works with Sam Mendes, I guess, on Skyfall and Spectre too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think he did uh, Spectre? Spectre. Okay, no, I don't think he did Spectre. He did do Revolutionary Road. Yeah, and that's a Sam Mendes as yeah, well. Yeah, he did Jarhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, works with the Coens a lot. No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Um, a Serious Man, which I didn't see. Uh, I'm looking through a couple other things. He's a phenomenal director of photography. Uh, yeah, he was. He was DP on Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. So um, just really incredible. The Big Lebowski as well. So really, he uh, he was great about kind of embracing taking traditional cinematic techniques and embracing technology with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he I don't. He's well. He's that's older, the thing about it is but, that is is the technology does not become apparent. You know, there's not a thing where, you know, all of a sudden you're saying, oh, he did this through this, this trick. It looks like a, a very much a traditionally uh, photographed or videoed or videoed, good grief, filmed uh, and, uh, you know, production. Mm-hmm. But you, you realize, OK, he's got to be doing something, you know, here. But like I said, you become aware of it at certain points. You go, OK, well, all the principals have left the scene. So that would give him a chance to to stop the camera at this point and, and then, you know, through motion, what do you call it when you've got the programming in there? Uh, when you oh, motion control, motion control. I mean, everything looks like it's, you know, uh, handheld or through a steady cam kind of operation. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're on this tracking shot or this dolly shot and you go, how did they get the camera? How did they, you know, <laughs> having been worked with you behind the scenes and stuff, you go. And he okay, pointed at me. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, worked with musicals with Jay, our, <laughs> our Broadway productions, and then with Rock. But you're going, oh, you, you find yourself thinking, how did they do that? Yeah. And, um, you know, digitally, you can go in and fix things now that uh, that make that possible. But it's it's well worth seeing. Like I said, the story alone, uh, the, the movie itself is very good. But uh, anybody that uh, appreciates filmmaking techniques or the process that goes into that, I think would watch this and just—I'd want to see it again just to watch it for that. And I can't wait to see it. Is it based on a true story? I don't believe it's based on a true story. There's a a dedication at the end of it that's obviously to uh, a Mendez family member. It's to Alfred uh, Lance Corporal Alfred Mendez for the stories. So I think it's probably based on stories that happened. Now, I will say, and I've heard this as maybe the criticism of it, that it becomes kind of a roller coaster ride because the principals end up going through, you know, one thing after another. And uh, (laughs) you're going, these guys aren't catching a break. So you wonder if they combine several different stories of, of whatever to make this particular story. Now, the incident that it's based on may be real, but I don't know that there's any uh, any uh, true story that it's based on. Okay. I can't wait to see it. It's you really, know. yeah, I think, and it's worth seeing in the theater too. That's one of those ones that, yeah, you really want to get the immersive experience. Mm-hmm. How, how crowded was the, uh, not very crowded at all. We went, mm-hmm. like I said, a Sunday matinee, uh, you know, it, it was not a bad crowd, but it was, it was certainly not, uh, you know, just a, a huge crowd. And I talked to somebody that saw it Friday night and they said it was not full then either. So I don't know that it's going to do real well mm-hmm. around here, 
but uh, so it might be worth going to see while it's out. Well, it was nominated uh, as we're recording this. The nominations through the Oscars dropped this morning. It was nominated for Best Picture, uh, and you've got to think Mendez was nominated for Best Director. I'm yeah. going he won down. the Golden Globe for Director, possibly. Yeah. So Deakins was uh, nominated for Cinematography, and um, yeah, uh, he got a, a nomination for. Uh, Sam Mendes got a nomination for director. Yeah. Uh, the the big news out of the Oscars was that Joker pulled eleven nominations yeah. across the board, non technical nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, and J Lo was snubbed. So, yeah. yeah and, and so was uh, so was Robert Downey Jr. There was a push really? by Marvel yeah. to get him a Best Actor yeah. nom um, for the whole body of work of Tony Stark. Because uh, can you think of? I can't think of any other actor who embodied that role and brought that role to life and for such a long time. But anyway, obviously he didn't get it. Yeah. So, uh, and there was a big outcry that uh, little women didn't get more um, representation. So if it's a nominated and it just came out this weekend, right? Well, it was released in 2019. Yeah. It they was, can go to a, a limited release or a small release to yeah, be able to, to qualify get, okay. for Oscars. Right. Yeah. 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 So that, that's what happened. Then a lot of times they'll do that with something that's, you know, especially Oscar worthy, because if it comes out, if it, it hadn't released at all until 2020, a lot of times it's forgotten by the time Oscar season rolls around. True. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking through additional film or editing. In our case, by the time we record our next podcast. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> well, what was that movie we saw? Yeah. What was that movie yeah. we saw? So, but some Skywalker thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the fall down the stairs yeah. of Mark Hamill or yeah. something like that. I will have to say we're leaving the theater and as we, we go, we're past, we passed, uh, this uh, theater that's uh, showing Rise of Skywalker and hit it just as the opening theme is playing. And I'm like, it still just gets you. And you yeah. have to stop. So you didn't just walk in? No, I should have done that. Boy, Bonnie and I did that at, you know, before we had kids. We were seeing a movie in Jackson. And like we finished a movie, then we walked into another theater. And we saw, I forgot what we paid to see, but we ended up seeing Mars Attacks. Uh, okay. And it was great. You know, I've never done that before or since, you know. I think I've done that once when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I was. More... When I was a kid, there was only one theater. There was only, <laughs> there was only one screen. There, there was the no theater. place to yeah. go after you right. And you had to act it out. You yeah. had a flashlight and you had to yeah. do your hands to do shadows and go to the drive-in and walk into somebody else's car. Hey, uh, can I watch this with you? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Star Wars in the drive-thru. Did you? Drive-in. Drive-thru. Drive-in. Well, you have to drive yeah. in and out. Are so. you watching that on your phone? Like. Get, get a hang out every second. Yeah, that's right. Y'all coming home? Probably take night. about as long to get your chicken ready. So yeah, I'll just hang out here. Yeah, so. there you go. Coming home from the movie last night, just talking about the John Williams, the music, and all that. Um, from the backseat, all of a sudden, out of the blue, my daughter starts humming the theme to Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm mm-hmm. like, where did that come from? We just got out of Cats. I'm still singing Mr. Mistopheles. <clears throat> Why are you singing Raiders of the Lost Ark? But I didn't tell her what it was. I said, What are you singing? She goes, uh, I don't know. It, it, Star Wars? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. close. Wow. <laughs> Harrison Ford was in the movie, but I had it. She's and I've still we got finally Lost, figured Lost it out. in Space theme from John Williams going to my head because I'm watching that. So John Williams uh, beat his own Oscar record with his 52nd nomination. Oh, wow. For which one? I don't know. Does it really matter? Um, <coughs> oh, Skywalker. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So... Did he write anything new for that? Uh, he must have. Yeah. He had to have. So, um, speaking of the Star Wars universe, because, you know, have you guys noticed I haven't talked Doctor Who in weeks? Yeah. I don't know yeah. about 
weeks. talked at length. Maybe. Didn't we mention Doctor Who last week? I'm pretty because sure. we talked about Dracula. I don't know, man. I've slept yeah. since then. So yeah, so, yeah we have yeah. noticed that you have. You think you have not talked about Doctor <laughs> Who, and the new season has dropped and it's been great. Yeah. But um, uh, what I was going to say was that uh, John Williams has got 52 nominations, six wins. I think it's six wins, maybe five wins. But anyway, he's the most nominated artist in Oscar history, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, so, But yeah, the other thing I was going to bring up was, since we're in the Star Wars universe, there's a rumor that Jar Jar Binks yeah, is going to that. Uh, appear in the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi um, limited series. Maybe a bearded Jar Jar Binks. Ah, I was hoping for baby Jar Jar Binks. They might could save, oh. salvage him with a baby Jar Jar, couldn't they? I've seen pictures you of have? a baby Jar Jar. Oh yeah, just just kind of a was joke. it a cat? No, not cats. But with the ba- the whole Baby Yoda thing, there were several. There's Jar Jar and a couple of others. Me some memories. <laughs> so I saw saw an article with the uh, the guy one the, who played one of the stormtroopers who hit Baby Yoda. Yeah. And uh, so apparently John Favreau was was on set. He wasn't directing, but after he slapped him pretty hard the first time, the 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 actual mannequin Favreau came out and said, "I know you're just doing." I'm paraphrasing here. I'm, I know you're just doing your job. But that puppet cost a million dollars. Wow. <laughs> so you just Maybe keep... that's probably why they moved him to inside the bag. <laughs> it probably wasn't even in the bag. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's what they they, yeah. they started hitting the bag instead of the puppet after a while. So, you know, here's a way around this. Yeah, that's right. So, but anyway. Well, hey, we're at the front end of the new year and we haven't even talked resolution. So, and, you know, as we record this, we're a little bit over a week and a half in. So, Jay, any any resolutions for 2020? I've that's, got that you started and that you have broken and that I haven't really kept. started them. I haven't really started them yet. So uh, they're not new year's resolutions. It's still the new year. It's still the new year. You can start it whenever. Most of mine are just things that I had on my mind anyway. It's just new year's kind of just a, a fresh start. So, but one of the things I've thought about, cause we've done an episode on books and talked about how, you know, I keep up with it and all that. I realized the other day how many books I have. I, I went back to my book list. I ended up with 40, 48 this past year mm-hmm. so i've decided i want to read my age so this year i want to try to read 52 and as i looked through last year's i realized i had borrowed some from my son or other people gone to the library this and that and didn't read near as many of books i already owned and so i kind of did a quick count around just my office and i probably got i've got a big book two big bookcases, and some other ones scattered around and i could read 52 books by never leaving that room books wow. that I've not read before. Yeah. And that's not counting, you know, what's in the other bookcases around the house. So I know I'll still get some other things, but, um, in fact, one of the books I want to get is called atomic habits. Have y'all heard of this? I've heard of it, but I don't know. I heard an interview. The guy named this guy's name is James clear. And I mean, it's just another kind of a, how to James create. new clear. Huh? Mm. New. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Could be. Is Could he be. a comic book hero? <laughs> it's not that I'm aware of. So he's Jack Quasar's <laughs> cousin. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, I had to lean back for that one, guys. That was just, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, but I think I'm going to try to do what he <laughs> Sorry said. Sorry you complain. I don't know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> he talked, I think the whole idea, I haven't read the book, but I will before the year's out, um, is talking about breaking it down into like tiny pieces. Be 1% better every day. Instead of trying to do, you know, everything all at once and taking on 10 master ginormous goals and then failing in all of them, you just kind of take little baby steps or atomic level 
uh, steps. And I think that might work better for me. Art and I talked about, um, you know, one of our resolutions being nicer to you, but <laughs> that's one of those giant so steps. So you can start that yeah. next time, we right? Start with 1%. We'll be 1% nicer to you. <laughs> I, I thought we were about 2.8% nicer today. So I thought we were too. What the day's still, still, <laughs> still young. young. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I'm not nearly as mean as I could have been about cats. Yeah. So does that yeah. count? I mean, you did yeah. sort of restrain yourself. I really yeah. did. I don't know if that's one of those kind of things where, gosh, did, were they that, you know, put off by cats that they decided just to be nice to me instead of really fun of. so let's ask melissa i think it's i think it's actually you know a good thing that you saw it it was a goal you explained it well yeah so this is the good. cats podcast so we yeah. need melissa to be the arbiter uh-huh. of how we're treating yeah. him so she may uh-huh. be she may say oh, you, you, yeah, yeah she's already bad. told us that you don't want my mother enough on yeah. <laughs> you don't want my mother to do that yeah well, maybe we get some pointers from your mom. Well, you know, yesterday she noticed before I did that my I have a column in the Sunday paper here, and that for some reason they left it out yesterday. Oh. And uh, there used to be a piece of paper when back when before they had the online service, like where you had to pay to read the paper. Uh-huh. You could just read everything, and a lot of people would read the column that way. And if it didn't show up online on time, my mother would call <laughs> of course the she newspaper. Would. And a friend of mine who was one of the lifestyle editors there for a while told me there was a piece of paper on the wall at the paper that said something along the lines of, please make sure Jay Reed's column that gets posted. Hilarious. Otherwise his mother will call. Oh. <laughs> and so I get this text yesterday. What happened? Should I call the SDN? I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't call. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Your mom, your mom made a rule for you at the paper. Yeah. Your mom's actions made a rule. It's the Jay rule. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. That's, so that's my claim to fame. That's your claim to fame. So, all right. So that's your resolution. Do 1% better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On all the things that I want to do. Yeah. So art, I have no resolutions. <laughs> I was going to, you know, try to do world peace, but now I've realized it's too big a goal. I'm just <laughs> no, I was going to, um, and I've had this as a, you know, of course, in addition to the getting healthy, eating right exercise kind of thing, I want to make sure I want to do another creative project. You mentioned Jack Quasar. I really want to do another a comic book or, you know, some kind of long form thing. Again, I think that, uh, that was a, a fun project to work on. It's been 10 years ago now. So it's you need to do, to do a graphic novel about our superhero adventures. That's what you need to do. The three of us could become superheroes in your graphic novel. And yeah. You chronicle it. Yeah. I'll get right on that one. <laughs> I think this whole nuclear guy. <laughs> Atomic and his, man. And his arch villain, old clear, right? That's right. Ever clear. Ever clear. <laughs> His alcoholic father. <laughs> I was thinking the band. You know, you oh, have a musical yeah. interview. Right? I don't know why. Sorry, I, went, I, I, I don't know I, why I went where I went. I'm sorry. I, boomer. Boomer. Yeah. Sorry, I trend a little bit. Younger. So what's your resolution? I don't have any. Well, I guess my resolution would be thirty eight forty by twenty one sixteen. Do you know what that is? Four K. No, it's Ultra H D. Ultra H D is not four K. It's not four K. I can't do the math. Yeah, so we talked what's about What's the difference in Ultra H D and four K? So four K I thought you were 4K. gonna say four K boomer to me and do that. Okay, four K boomer. There you go. Thank was you. that better? Yeah. So the we diff- set this joke up weeks in advance. Yeah, and then we forgot it, or I forgot it, or it didn't. So the difference between uh, true 4K, Cinema 4K, and Ultra HD, they're kind of interchangeable, but there's a difference. So the width of a 4K, a true 4K picture is 4,096 pixels. Yeah, hence the 4. Yeah, the width of a Ultra HD, which is what the majority of every television you have purchased is, 
is 3840, 3840 pixels. The heights are, are still the same. So the, the whole idea is um, 4K is wider just a little bit so that's why when you watch a something that's been shot in 4k you might see the little bars uh-huh. at the top and bottom uhd is actually the hd signal 1920 by 1080 multiplied by four that's how you get the 3840 so we're at the front end of well wait <laughs> because because all right let me walk through jay so, well, I know nineteen twenty times four is not thirty eight forty. But so. the whole idea is it's four times larger picture because you've got four boxes of nineteen eighty by I mean nineteen twenty by ten eighty stacked one two three four. So it's four times the resolution. You got uh, okay. it. Okay, it's okay. not just a vertical thing. You've got to take into the horizontal. The so horizontal. You've got, you've got four pixels. So you're saying that times four. So a ultra HD. I, I think is that what? Yeah, I'm, that's yeah, correct. Uh-huh. That's correct. Ultra HD size screen is twice as tall and twice as wide as a traditional as HD, HD screen. Two times two is four. Four. So it's four times larger. So. so are the TVs that are being marketed as 4K? That are Ultra HD. H- Ultra HD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Jay just, he's running out. He's taking his TV back. <laughs> you know, it's bad marketing. So, the thing I wanted to say is, talking about resolutions and TVs, we're at the, coming into the middle of January, what's happening in a few weeks? The Super Bowl? The Super Bowl. Can we say that? Do we just get trouble for saying that? The big game. The big game. Art and I did Uh, a TV show. Art and I did a TV commercial years ago when he talked about watching the big game on his new HD TV. Was it HD? I think it may have just been a... No. Was it HD? I think it was HD. Maybe No, it's a big... just rear projection. It was a real projection big screen. Yeah, but it was still SD. So that's how long ago that's been. Man, it's been 15 years ago. So I was just going to give a little buyer's tip. So you've got a couple of different types of screens out there. Number one, you're going to only get UHD or Ultra HD, so you don't really need to worry about that. But you've got OLED, QLED, and LED technologies. Organic LEDs are amazing, but it's also the most expensive. The QLEDs and regular LEDs, uh, the colors are a little bit better, but you don't get the truer blacks like you do an organic LED. Now, organic LED is that like some type of plankton that's actually being? That's <laughs> right. Arg, baby, arg. So the the way with organic LEDs, actually the 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 pixel emits light and it turns on or off mm-hmm. or whatever color a regular led screen the pixels do not emit light they just give you color and you have a backlight so with a regular led you can't get true blacks really deep blacks an organic led that pixel goes completely off with no backlight behind it right okay so you get deeper blacks it's more expensive it looks better um but you know Hmm. if you were looking for a recommendation and you know this is completely my opinion and don't sue us if you don't like it I love Samsung sets. I think Samsung makes the best consumer panel out there. LG is pretty close behind, but it's really difficult to buy a bad panel these days. Hmm. Um, and so you don't have to worry about a pixel going out or. Well, I'm not saying that, but you know, I mean, there's there's less of a chance, obviously. Yeah, a chance, yeah. But there's- and and so keep in mind also if you're looking for a TV, um, do you want to get over the air channels as well? So make sure you have a tuner. Because uh, some of the cheaper sets have no over-the-air tuners in them. Hmm, hmm. So just keep in mind, they've just got HDMI in or some sort of component video in. So make, that's, that's something else to look at. So number one, you want to look at the technology. Is OLED in your 
price list, I mean price range, or if you're going to go with a QLED, which is kind of a QLED, it's like a Samsungified type of LED. So it's got some sort of pixel cat fairy dust or something in it. I don't really know. And then you've got your regular LEDs. So, um, you know, if you can get a, a QLED and there's other manufacturers who do QLEDs, um, you know, that may be the sweet spot. It, you really need a large screen to tell the difference in 4K. You really need to be in the 55-inch range, if not higher, mm-hmm. uh, to really tell the difference in 4K. Otherwise, you know, if you want to save some money and get a 48-inch or a 52-inch HDTV, you're probably perfectly fine. But don't let the guy at the consumer video sh- store, you know, tell you otherwise. And don't ever buy those expensive name brand cables that cost $150. It, I don't care what anybody tells you. That's right. The signal will come through just the as well. The signal's going to come through just as well. There is nothing special about that cable. There's no mm-hmm. special nitrous oxide or gold connections. It doesn't matter. It's a digital signal. Is it on or is it off? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So don't spend extra money on cables. So, and you know, an unsolicited plug. I love Sonos speakers. I've got like four of them now. If you're looking for a great sound bar, it's expensive. Sonos is the way to go. Uh, one of the things about the Sonos speakers is they really they don't do. They've got a model that's got Bluetooth, but they connect via Wi-Fi, and so it's a stronger signal. And so you can deploy a whole house system on mm-hmm. your network. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I've always heard good things about those. Yeah, this oh, is like our I little, see uh, what you did yeah, there. You heard, heard it. God, yeah. just on fire and don't even know it. Wow. <laughs> so, but uh, it's so like that's, our own little CES segment right here. So, yeah. my resolution is to educate people a little bit about TVs as <laughs> done getting, as we're getting uh, yeah. close to uh, close to the big game. And so, I have fulfilled my resolution. I didn't have to do this. Parcel it out two wow. percent a week for fifty-two weeks. I have shared my knowledge. Wow. He has spoken. I have spoken. This This is is the way. This is the way. And that was an episode of Guys of a Certain Age. We want to thank everyone for joining us. Thanks for this uh, cool ride. We're right at a year. We appreciate everyone who downloads. And we especially appreciate the folks who download and listen. If you like what you uh, hear, we would love a five-star review. And we always enjoy your comments. If you don't like what you hear... Hit us with the five-star review, and you can call us juvenile like some other folks have done, including probably our wives at times. (laughs) Anyway, until next time, take care.